world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Okay. Well, what do we have to talk about this week? Oh my God, I have such a headache. <laughs> so a lot of people know we taped the show last week, Friday afternoon, yep. and then uh, Friday night, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, at 87 years old. Assumed room has, temperature. Yes, she's passed away. And since the taping of that show, I have a monster headache because I have literally read the Constitution no less than 30 times, and I can't find anywhere in there where there's a stipulation that if a Supreme Court justice has a dying wish, that all 330 million American citizens have to abide by that wish. Nowhere in the Constitution. Nowhere. I looked everywhere, inside, out, everything. I even used my PF Flyer decoder ring. Yeah. I couldn't find it. Man. I can't find it. So, But it's got to be in there. Yes. On her deathbed, she told her liberal granddaughter that she wants to be replaced by the next president. So my first response was, shit, that's a stretch because the next time a new president gets installed is going to be in about four and a half years. I don't think we can wait that long. Right. I right? mean, for a Supreme Court justice, right? We can't leave that seat open this long. Right. So that was her wishes. Now, I, I don't even know if it's true because let me tell you something. <laughs> she knows the law. Okay? And it's her fault anyway because if she had retired comfortably under Obama, right. she a new right. liberal Supreme Court justice would have been installed to carry her torch. But no, she watched the polls. She wanted to be the first female Supreme Court justice to be replaced by a female by the first female president right right Right. exactly right so guess what that didn't happen so you took the odds you took a bet and you lost where you could have been spending the last four and a half years of your life fighting pancreatic cancer and being comfortable with your loved ones and your grandchildren instead if she didn't pass away if trump gets reelected she would have had to stay on until she's 91 or 92. Right. Well, she gambled, she lost, okay? Right, right. Uh, I, Listen, I give her credit for having chutzpah for everything she did in her life. This tiny, teeny little Jewish woman who elevated and made it to the U.S. Supreme Court. You know how many people uh, can, can have that claim to fame? Do I agree with her policies? No, but right, right. she did it. Yeah, she did it. Yeah. She did it, but exactly. in the end, she became political, vengeful, and spiteful. And it backfired. So now Trump is going to nominate a third Supreme Court justice. Now, we're taping the show during the week. Saturday at 5 p.m., Trump is going to announce his uh, his pick, and the left is going to go bonkers. Because they yes, consider course. this seat, they consider this seat Ginsburg's seat. Yeah, right. Okay, it's exactly. not an empty Supreme right. Court justice seat. It's right. Ginsburg's seat. Yep. Right. The notorious Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Nine months ago, I predicted that, if, that we will have a civil war in this country if something happens to her and Trump gets to replace her while he's in office. And I, we played that video on. I was, in, uh, I was on a show, uh, The Comeback Team. I did like a two-hour interview, and he, the, the guy, Beck, he uh, cut that little snip, snippet of me predicting this. And, you know, we see... The left is so easy to riot right now, anyway. Oh, sure. Any, anything can set them off, and right. they're ready to burn everything down. All the blue checkmark Twitter people are already saying we have to burn it down. Uh, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, AOC. Uh, Trump is mean because he's not honoring the dying wishes of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. 
<laughs> so we run a country on people's dying wishes. Right. But the left is going to grasp this and run into the end zone with it. Yeah. And I've said You're this right. before. If you thought it was tough to get ammo and guns a week ago. Oh, yeah. Forget it, people. Oh, yeah. Forget it. Now with the Supreme Court nominee coming up and more rioting is going to take place, you are not going to be able to get guns or ammo. Drive out of New Jersey if you live here and buy a slingshot where it's legal. Maybe start building a catapult or a trebuchet for your yard. <laughs> trebuchet. Okay? Because you're not going to be able to get a gun or any kind of ammo to feed into it right now. It's a feeding frenzy. It's one thing after another. I can't believe 2020. When is it over you're right and let me tell you something that it's not i am speaking to you uh from the mountains of north carolina and there is a gun store not more than well, i'm gonna say five miles from here it's absolutely clean to the shelves there's nothing in it nothing five million new nicks checks just in the month of august alone i'm sorry five million new gun owners up to august for this year so far and we still have data for september october november december i yep. and and again the left is ignoring these statistics yeah uh, i i don't know and 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 a lot of the left are buying the guns Correct, correct. So let's talk about the Supremes. What does this do for us? Well, first of all, disclaimer, Roberts is still a pimp. Yeah. Okay? Right. He can't sack up. He's got no stones. He's worried about his legacy. So we have that problem still. But now we're going to replace a strident liberal with, hopefully, an originalist or a textualist. All right? I hope so. Now, Trump has already stated a, the woman's seat's going to be replaced with a female. Right. And on the short list is Amy Coney Barrett from right. Indiana. Really like. Yeah, you know, uh, I have inside information. Uh, she's been to the White House three times since, oh, really? uh, yeah, in the past five days. Uh, you know, she's going to take a beating because Dianne Feinstein beat her up about her religiousness uh, when she was being confirmed for the federal circuit. She clerked under Scalia. Oh, wow. So a lot of people don't know. She's, she's very religious. She has seven children. Two are adopted, and they're African-American descent. And one of her children is special needs. So let's see the angles they're going to go after, right? Right, right. So I read a great article, and I want to give a little bit uh, of insight for you people. This is from the American Spectator, which doesn't always it, – it's not always as conservative as, as the Federalist Society or National Review. Right. And this was written by Scott McKay, and he wrote, Amy Barrett, immediately, if not sooner, okay? And he wrote, you know, about Ginsburg, her dying wishes. That's arrogance on her part. She's not allowed to do that. Okay, it was up. It was her decision to spend her last years on death's door, occupying space in the Supreme Court when she could have retired under Obama. Right. right? right. So he agreed. We all we all agree with that. And he wrote, you know, she was 87 years old. Were Trump to be reelected, re did she honestly expect to linger on a Supreme Court till she was 91 or 92? Exactly what I said. All right. We, we're not holding that seat for the left. Sorry. This is what happens. All right. She was advised to retire years ago when Obama could have appointed her replacement. She gambled on Hillary. She lost, all right? So now Trump has a Senate majority. And even two-faced traitor Mitt Romney said that he will vote. Uh, yes or no on anyone that's put up he won't you know uh, block trump on it and so we have collins and murkowski but murkowski uh just uh reversed it a little bit saying she would you know go on the merits and decide whether to vote for a supreme court nominee or not and there's like 40 days to go and and this this could actually happen so he wrote in this article why amy barrett <clears throat> he wrote disappoint pointy needs to be a woman. Yes, as conservatives, we hate the idea of quotas and checklists. I do, too. But it's an election year, and since Trump didn't go with a woman to replace Kennedy or Scalia, he has to go with one to replace Ginsburg. Besides, the fact that Republican women haven't been represented on the Supreme Court since Dan Sandra Day O'Connor rankles a bit, which I, that's a great point. Yes, it is, right. You know, I, yep. I mean, that's really a great point. So the last conservative, well, all the women on the court are are, are liberal. Yes, you know what right, I mean? Right. So uh, 
you know, I think this is the way to go. Uh, I'm sorry. I think she's a great pick who just happens to be a woman. Uh, I do, too. I think she's great. Again, I hate identity politics. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, so let me tell you something. Uh, we need to have a female represented uh, on on the excuse me on the uh, the Supreme Court. It no less. So she wrote that. Uh, Barrett is no regular American. She's extraordinary, but in ways regular Americans can admire. For example, uh, and this is important, she isn't another Ivy League elitist judge. While the Supreme Court is loaded down with law school graduates from Harvard and Yale, Barrett is a Notre Dame graduate. That's a big deal. The most important imbalance on the court isn't that it isn't too many men it's too many white people or too many conservatives it's that it has too many people who come from a very insular elitist perspective yep. that does not reflect the experience of ordinary americans yep. boy was this spot on huh Absolutely. Well, i read i read this yep. like five times i mean i was like holy shit this person hit it on the head amy barrett is neither east coast nor west coast she grew up in new orleans okay and now she lives in indiana so she's not part of the coastal elites right. as well, which right. is which is something really we have to you know we really have to take pride in, and uh, so she she got her law degree from Notre Dame. She worked for law firms, and then she got on the Seventh Circuit uh, in 2017, which of course the Democrats tried their best to block, right. and then um, but she got through. Yes. All right. And that's where they really attacked her for her Catholic beliefs. You know, I'm not big on any of this with the with the beliefs and stuff like that. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, uh, whatever. I just want to know how she interprets the Constitution. I don't care what God she prays to. Right. Exactly. All right. Yeah, exactly. So her performance was so good on her appointment to the Seventh Circuit that that's really what put her on, on the map. And Trump had her on the short list for the last two Supreme Court picks, by the way, yeah, to, you know, right. for Gorsuch and, and Kavanaugh. So let me tell you something. She's ready to be teed up. She's in her late 40s, all right? She lives a middle-class lifestyle. Her husband, Jesse, is a prosecutor in the U.S. Attorney's Office in Chicago. Uh, he wrote in this article, she's attractive, she's exceptionally well-spoken, and an excellent, compelling speaker on the law and the Constitution. She also boasts an outstanding perspective as a mother who's seven, who's been a lawyer, a law professor, and a federal appellate judge on the question of how women might balance their career and family. Barrett has said that women shouldn't be pigeonholed into specific roles based on other dogma on the issues. Rather, the individual circumstances should govern, and nobody should assail their choices out of some feminist or traditionalist perspective. Man, she is going to be Scalia's replacement on the Supreme Court. Yes, okay. I agree. She is going to be on it. So. Her, I'm sorry, her two kids come from, her two adopted kids are from Haiti, and one of her kids has Down syndrome. Wow. All right, so she's got a lot going on. Yeah, she really does. Okay, yeah. so let me tell you something. Uh, she can be appointed to the Supreme Court in 30 days or less. You know, uh, Mitch McConnell will push it through. All right, I, I believe they're going to push it right through with her. And so we really need... Do you, you know, think he's, I mean, do you think these... You have a lot of rhinos there. You've got you've got Mitch McConnell. You, you've got um, um, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. They already came out. They already came out uh, with their statement saying that as soon as Trump uh, uh, picks somebody, they're going to put them up for vote. They're going to push it through. Listen, when when the when the Senate can and the president are of the same party in an election year, nineteen of the last twenty times they put forth someone to be nominated for the Supreme Court. Right. So, you know, right away they're saying they're breaking tradition because of what happened with Merrick Garland. But with Merrick Garland, you had a Democratic yes, president right, right. with a Republican Senate. Of course, yeah. And, and, that's, and they did what you would expect them to do. Of course. And, you know, right away the Democrats, we're going to stack the court. We're going to make the Dominican Republic and Haiti and Puerto Rico and Washington, <laughs> D.C. and uh, the American Samoas and uh, Marianne uh, Trench and every other uh, territory in the U.S. We're going to make them states and we're going to pack the Supreme Court. Well, they're threatening to do it anyway, so he might as well push an appointee through. Can you imagine 220 lower court judges and three Supreme Court justices in one term from Mr. Small Hands 
orange face himself. <laughs> I've been saying for three years, all I care about with Trump is judges, judges, judges. Holy shit. Right. And for every loss we've gotten at the lower courts in the Supreme Court with Roberts the Pimp, this is made up for it. Yes. Right. You know, because I know in my heart of hearts, I will say, I'm going to say this. Here's a prediction. You can write this down. My buddy Robin from Teaneck, you can write this down. That in Trump's first year of his reelection, Thomas is going to retire. And his second or third year, Alito is going to retire. Yeah. So you can write that down right now because they're smart enough to know they right. will be replaced by conservatives for their seats. They're right. not greedy. They, they know. They're not doing what Ruth Bader Ginsburg did. So there's my prediction, ladies and gentlemen. First year of his second term, Thomas is going to put in his papers. And then the second or third year, Alito is going to put in his papers so that they can be replaced. Listen. Trump might replace all eight Supreme Court justices, and then we'll have eight conservatives and only one liberal, Roberts. Right. Right? I wish right. he would retire next year, son of a bitch. If he doesn't want to do his job, right. if he Get doesn't out. want exactly. to take a stand, You're if right. he doesn't want to pick a hill to die on, you should not be the Supreme Court justice. You should not be that guy, the chief justice. Go away. Protect and okay. defend the Constitution. That's Imagine if he disagreed with uh, Trump picking Amy Barrett and he resigned, and Trump makes her the Chief Justice at like 48 years old oh, and then gets to pick great. somebody else. That would be great. <laughs> There's a... <laughs> oh, don't my, tease me like that. My problem is that I, even with another, well, you know, with this other conservative, with Barrett, we might actually get a case because who are we going to have now, Sandy? Right, we're going right, to have Alito, right. we're going to have Gorsuch, we're going to have Kavanaugh, we're going to have Thomas, and we're going to have Barrett. That's five right there. Right. Right? Yeah, we only need four to, to grant Sir Sharari to a case in the Supreme Court. That's right. So, but the Chief Justice, he just pisses me off to piss me off. Oh, okay, because yeah. he dropped those 10 2A cases. I'm done with him. Yeah, I am done with just, him. He's just, it's just ridiculous. And what's coming up is important. What I'm going to talk about next is very, very important. Because we have the Ninth Circuit Magman cases moving right now. Right. We have the Ninth Circuit case in Hawaii for carrying open. And we have the Third Circuit now where Scott and Dan, uh, and the NRA and ANGRPC and myself, we all got together and we have the case going be before the full en banc Third Circuit right now. Right. Not only did that happen, Sandy, but 18 states signed off for briefs. 18 states, baby. Wow. Okay, supporting us. All right, I'm waiting for it to load on my computer right now. Scott, if you're listening to the show this week, is there any way you can put like a couple more gigawatts in my, uh, my flux capacitor? Couple more gigawatts in the flux capacitor. Seriously. <laughs> okay. On that note, uh, we got to take a, an obscene profit break. Yes. I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. When they go low, we kick. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? The biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. So even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. And, you would have uh, been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot 
about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution are, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. I am, uh, I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental fit, my physical as well as my mental fit, fitness, and uh, to, uh, you know, and uh, to, uh, you know, to make a judgment about who I am. Harris Biden administration is going to relaunch that effort. Okay, we're we drink until our fill. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, we're back. Page never loaded. <laughs> Fucking page never loaded. There we go. We are never. on the air. <laughs> oh, we're on the air? Okay, so listen up, ladies and gentlemen. The fight, 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 fight uh, continues. You see what I have to put up with, right? The fight continues. Uh, I love this ragweed. Is there ragweed in Florida, Daddy? Uh, Yes, there is, yes. Oh, shit. Okay, so. Not where you're considering, though. Not in Naples, Florida? No. You gotta I get can a say where around. I'm going. I'm moving to a gated community. That doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, yes. It, Sandy, <laughs> I can't go anywhere. I can't go anywhere. I get stopped on the street in restaurants, in bars, in clubs, in restaurants, everywhere. People stop me, talk to me, ask me questions, ask for advice. Rather than eating my dinner, it got cold the other night. My Noki got cold because I had explained the entire permit process to somebody. <laughs> uh, that's another story. Okay. From beginning till end. <laughs> and he was a mouth breather, and he only comprehended about 7% of what I was saying. And he probably is listening right now. Yes. <laughs> probably. I am what I is. Anyway. That's true. Okay. Very true. Yes. So, September 22nd, today, 18 state attorneys generals filed a joint legal brief in ANGRPC's MAGBAN case, supporting our pending request that the full panel of Third Circuit judges reconsider the prior decision of a smaller three-panel tossing the case. The brief was filed jointly by the states of Arizona, Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Mississippi, Missouri, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Texas, Utah, and West Virginia. Wow. The, yes, the brief argues that New Jersey's magazine ban blatantly violates the Second Amendment and the rules established to protect it under the Heller case. With these 18 states weighing in, it will be harder for the Third Circuit to simply ignore the reasoning of other jurisdictions outside the anti-gun bubble of the Northeast U.S. Listen to me, though. When Roberts dropped those 10 cases, I was at, I was rock bottom. Okay, yeah, because, yeah. you know, I, I'm intimately involved in these right. cases exactly, right. and I see the struggle like pulling a mule up a ladder and I see what we go through. And I'm an impatient bastard. I'm a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. I, I operate at a different speed. There's no analysis through, you know, paralysis through analysis here or anything. We just have a five minute meeting and we implement and get it done. So it kills me when I see it takes years and years to get cases up. And when you have a pimp like Chief Justice Roberts drop 10 cases, Sandy, I was like ready to, to leave the 2A community. Yeah, I know. You know, I got, we got to have a win once in a while. Right. We, we got to have something. So now with these 18 states, what's encouraging is we, we can go full judge 
up to 15 judges at the Third Circuit. The Ninth Circuit has the Magban case going up the opposite way of ours. The state is petitioning to have it overruled, where we're here petitioning to have it overruled, right? So we have two opposite cases, both for the same result. And then we have the Cary case in Hawaii. Well, you know, in a year or two, we could see one or two of these cases make it to the Supreme Court. And with one more individualist, textualist, you know, judicial uh, appointee, they might actually have to take a case. Right, right. You know, it'll be 13 or yeah. 14 years post-Heller, but we'll finally, like, it, it. there's this little glint of light 15 years away that I'm looking at that seems to come a little closer every day that may help. And, you know, Cheeseman and Jay Factor got something up their sleeve. I can't talk about that right now. And then we also have something else up our sleeve in New Jersey that I can't talk about as well. All right, because we can't let the other side know right, what, exactly. what's going on. Yes. And uh, it might involve an organization that has three letters and it's starting with an N and ending with an A. <laughs> okay, so there are there's strategy being placed and there's cases being positioned. But again, it's like two more years. I'll, I'm going to be 60 in February. You know, I, I've been telling everybody, this is the case. We're going to get concealed carry. Right. You know, Mueller case, eh, right. Drake case, right. eh, Pantano, right. eh, Rogers. Yeah. Eh, now what? Cheeseman. Eh, uh, come on, man. Right. right. You know, just one after another getting lobbed out here. And for you people that are that I know you all your listeners know what's going on. It's it's a knife to my heart. You know, because I try to be positive. I want all of you to continue to be positive. I don't want the masses to feel beat down, okay? I want all of us to, to, to feel positive. I don't want everybody to give up hope, although I feel like it sometimes. Right. All right? I feel right. like it, and I have to tell you that, that it's it's horrible. But we have some chances now. We got Hawaii, California, New Jersey, and we got some other stuff that's bubbling bo below the surface. So Trump gets reelected. Cross your fingers and toes. I mean, our future. Uh, I mean, he could get two more conservative replacements. Okay. He'll replace, which will just be a slot replacement for Alito and Thomas, help securing the court further. And who knows about, uh, what's it, Kagan and what's that other one's name? Sotomayor? Yep. You know, yep. I, they're, they're kind of young. Women live a lot longer than men, you know. I might start, yeah, of course, to make us miserable. <laughs> Maybe I'll start sending them Chick-fil-A. You could. So so we have, a, a, as soon as we're back in the studio, we have some juniors coming on the show. Okay? Great. In the studio, we're going to do two separate shows. One is going to be uh, John Y. I and you, because uh, George and John have been members of the range. Uh, John became a member when he was eight years old. He's 13 now. Wow. And yeah, yeah, uh, I, I know he's the kid that has the chutzpah to wear gun for hire shirts to church. John does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a picture of that. That's Somebody right. tagged me on a post in Facebook, the back of a kid wearing a uh, gun for hire shirt, and I commented on it like my hero. And then George White commented on it. He said, do you know who that is? And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. So so John John has been our youngest platinum member of the range, 18, eight years old. He had keys to the platinum lounge. And dad brings him here every year on his birthday. And, of course, they have the, he has his brother Mike and his mom Linda. But Dad brings him here every year for his birthday. So the other day I was looking for somebody through the uh, Gun for Hire database, and I see John's picture what he, we took when he came in when he was 8, and now he's 13. Oh, he's, wow. like, he's like almost a man now. And, yeah, I, I, yeah. and I texted the picture to, to his father. I'm like, oh, my God, this kid's gotten you know, matured so much. But he's coming on the show. Because he's eight years old. He's actually taken uh, advanced classes here with his dad. Yeah, right. And I want to hear his perspective as a kid going from eight to 13 in the firearms culture. And then we have a second gun for hire uh, gentleman that's been listening to me. His name is Dylan Fitter. He's 13 years old. And uh, he's also intelligent like John. And he's never shot a gun yet, but he started listening to Gun for Hire Radio. And when I see him, he, he we talk about some of the subjects. And he's actually a conservative, you know, or more of a constitutionalist like me. So we're going to be setting those guys up as soon as you come out of your basement in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. So we're going to have them on the show. I want these... <laughs> I want these young kids on the show. I want them to talk. Now, let's talk about 
uh, scum of the earth. You want to talk about scum of the earth? Want to talk about someone who's worth $60 billion that can change the world and, and kill us? Mike Bloomberg is under investigation by the Attorney General in Florida. Are you aware of that? No, I wasn't. No. Oh. He spent, where is it, $16 million in Florida and paid the fines for 32,000 felons so they can vote. Oh, man. How do you like that? Is that not election rigging? Yeah, I would say. Doesn't that doesn't doesn't that come across to you as a scumbag? You know, they changed the law two years ago that felons can vote in Florida, but they have to pay their fines. Right. Okay. And the U.S. District Court of Appeals, 11th District, approved that. So it was all okay. So Bloomberg, who has nothing else to do, took like $16 million to help support Biden because he's going to spend $100 million supporting Biden. But this is the best bang for your buck. You know, if you're if you're oh, you're paying fines for thirty two thousand yeah, people, sure. regardless if you don't tell them who to vote or not to vote for, they know who to vote for. They're felons. Of okay? course, they're going to vote Democrat. So I don't know how this can be legal. It's being investigated. Okay, it's being investigated right now, but it's pretty shitty. You know, I I never yeah. thought about this angle. And uh, Phil Murphy is going to be releasing up to eighty thousand felons. Uh, back onto the streets. Just in time for election? Just in time for election. Right. He also uh, raised taxes across the board, and he declared a middle-class tax cut. Everybody that makes under X amount with kids gets a $500 check next year. Oh, no, really? Yep. Wow. Raise the gases. I can tolls. put that toward my $24,000 You're not, you're not tax getting bill. it. You're not getting it. <laughs> Oh yeah, you. Yeah, You're not getting I'm it. I'm not getting it. Correct. Yeah, I could have. Geez, I could have. That would have chipped away that bell. Wow. You're paying for it, but you're I'll not getting for it. it. No. Yeah. Story yeah. of my life. What's what did Churchill say? A nation that tries to tax itself into prosperity is like standing in a bucket and pulling yourself up by the handles. <laughs> yes, exactly. So. <laughs> Yep. It very apropos. So right. this is where we stand. So we're letting people out and uh, letting them vote, paying their fines and everything, because we can't figure out other ways to rig the election. Mail-in voting, absentee voting, paper ballots. We can protest in the street, 10,000 people, but we can't go to a poll and vote. Right. You got to love the system. You got to love the system. Oh, and New Jersey has a bill. The governor hasn't signed it yet. Now we're going to start imposing fines for people refusing to wear a mask. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. $500 fine. A $500 fine? $500 fine for hmm. not wearing a mask. Because we all have to wear this face diaper till we die. Despite the fact that the University of North Carolina has uh, shown that... Uh, Masks are not very beneficial, which we've known forever and ever, unless it is a, an N95 mask that is properly fitted or what, a spacesuit. What does a university medical center know over a politician trying to oh, garner votes? I know. You're true. That's true. You That's true. ignorant. I know. Okay. I, so <laughs> this is where we stand. Oh, let me do some plugs. Marty's V-Burger. Marty, stop bringing me food. I'm a big fat bastard. <laughs> Check out martysvburger.com, okay? U.S. Law Shield, if you live in 49 states, use code GUN for hire for 10% off. Read John Petrolino's book, Decoding Firearms, our new undercover uh, reporter in New Jersey. And, of course, Legal Blade, if, you're in, if you have, want to download the app, it tells you all the knife laws. And if you're in New York, unfortunately, like us in New Jersey, NYTAC Defense is the only way to go. Peter Tillum will hook you up. I had to get that done before I forgot, okay? Because we're going to get into John Petrolino's investigative reporting in a couple of minutes because he's been just pumping them out, pumping them out, pumping them out, pumping them out. Can I do some letters real quick? Because I have learning yep. in the next segment. <clears throat> letters, okay. From my buddy Andy. Hello, mate. Hope you are well and glad to see business is literally booming. Saw the scientists found some evidence of life on Venus this week. I hope that they are friendly. Otherwise, we are screwed. 
<laughs> he says, I know every two and four years there is a gun surge and ammo shortage. This year, of course, being made worse with the criminals wreaking havoc in our cities. If we get these shortages when people panic about political shit, imagine, if you will, if we find out aliens from Venus have warlike tendencies. <laughs> we will not be able to produce enough ammo to defend our world because it's going to be a lot harder to feed your gun based on the shit that we've been dealing with the past few months. Just a somber, a somber thought for the day <laughs> cheers andy yeah thank you he's right though oh my god all we need is a little hint of an alien you won't be able to buy ammo for seven years okay and you would think that the civilization who lives on venus who could make it here would probably have a little more sophisticated weapon than uh caliber than, than nine millimeter yeah, than nine <laughs> oh god uh, I got an email from John, the liberal gun owner. I got to get to him, too, if we have time. Let me see. Yeah. Oh, I got this. Is uh, we, we went back to Henry. Rich Q. Rich Keones. Oh, my God. This is unbelievable. This guy, Rich Keones, wrote this uh, review. For your first visit, you will need to fill out paperwork. But that takes five minutes. Uh, my brother and I were early. We walked right into the range and shot. We picked out rentals. I had the pleasure of connecting with Anthony. Yeah, they brought me Jalcona coffee and cigars from Puerto Rico, by the way. Nice. Rich Keones and his uncle, yes. Uh, he goes, I want to emphasize the importance of gun for hire RSOs. Uh, there was never a time my brother and I needed to look for one. Gun for hire is plenty of RSOs watching vigilantly, and this is what stuck out to us. Whenever we wanted to ask a question, there was one right there willing to answer. Whenever we needed to switch firearms, an RSO was right there ready to help us out. Even when we were finished, those that had helped us personally, I think there were three in particular, they all gave us a fist bump as we left, and they each said, see you next time. The RSOs are there to maintain the safety of the range, and these guys did that amazingly. Yet, they did much more, and they made sure that the guests were having a great time while making sure everything was still under control. Returning to rentals was easy. We went back to Henry, gave him the firearms, and we were on our way. Of course, we stopped to say goodbye to Anthony. I was outside smoking a cigar. And let him know we'd be back soon. That's when I, uh, I uh, extorted them because the, the, he said he was going back to Puerto Rico. So I said that you have to, uh, <laughs> you bring, have to me. bring back cigars. And like a week later, I came home in my office, and there were six cigars and two pounds of uh, Yalcona coffee from Ponce. So Because wow. I had been to PR many a times, and that's my favorite coffee. So <clears throat> he just wrote a great thing, called it a well-oiled machine and all. I just love, uh, I love our people. You know, I, I really, really do. I love gun people. They're the best people. It is a special breed. People have no idea. Don't forget the Patriot Tour is coming here. Uh, we talked about this before. Uh, they're going to be stopping here October 31st. Those five emergency response vehicles are going to be coming that are all uh, outfitted differently. I'll have a time as we get closer to October 31st, but really, really cool. I, I'm looking so forward to... Uh, to having them stop by that was uh his name was david graycliffe i believe was that was i right you're supposed to david graybill david graybill and you can check them out on the patriot tour.com i want you guys to check it out on the patriot tour.com i think it's great it's all volunteers they're not asking for any money or anything they're just bringing awareness out that we need to respect you know all the people that are out there fighting for us, our troops and first responders, EMTs, firemen, cops, and everything. You know, you saw the rioting that happened in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Two cops were shot over right. the Breonna Taylor ruling. Now, you know, the, the district attorney, who's African-American, came out and said there was a knock, there was a warrant, they were looking for a boyfriend. I, I don't know what to believe anymore. You they also said, too, uh, that she had, uh, she was a known drug dealer, <laughs> Uh, that's what just came out this morning, too, in the local news. Anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, why didn't all of this come out three months ago, four oh, months ago? You know and then, why. And then why did Louisville, Kentucky, give her family $12 million in a civil settlement? Right, exactly, which is ridiculous. Because she, I, she was a known drug dealer. Uh, they went in there. They assume at this point that the boyfriend, and the boyfriend did shoot back uh, at the police officers. And they assumed that the boyfriend used her as a human shield. Wow. But, uh, you know, 12 million bucks is what That's good enough.
For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra wide ports so two people can stand side by side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids, and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids, and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. <laughs> Seriously, so I it's, got an email. It's been, what, 10 years? Or, yes. or, or we're doing face-to-face -face here? Yes, 10 years. Show 666 coming up soon. Oh, my God. NRA instructor classes start October 31st. Chuck Leonard from the Personal Protection Institute, personal friend of mine, and myself and his lovely assistant, Luann, we will be uh, teaching basic instructor training, pistol instructor training, shotgun instructor training, rifle instructor training, range safety officer class, and chief range safety officer classes. Starting October 31st, they're all on our Gun for Hire site. Click under Academy and scroll down, and you will enjoy yourself tremendously. We will have a great time. I know ammo is really scarce right now, but we still have urban classes, urban shotgun classes, handgun classes. Uh, Tony, director of training, killing it. Bob Prouse, his right-hand, oh, his left-hand man. Bobby's lefty. His left-hand man. Uh, and everybody else, Ed Leung, whose mom is sick right now, and Charlie, the new guy, and Doug. We, we have the, a phenomenal training team with hundreds of years of tactical experience. Henry, NRA instructor, Moosey. My guys, uh, I'll tell you, are the best. If I forgot your name, bitches, I'm sorry. I love you all. So <clears throat> I get an email from Dave Bell. Dave Bell is from EXP Realty. He's an old, 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 old Gun For Hire alumni. He's also been on the quarantine crawl. He also did the Spartan race with us guys, oh. which is five years ago, by the way. Wow. If you, if you want to feel old. Yeah, we did the Spartan race five years ago. Man. So he sent me an email. Hey, Ant, I love listening to the show, and one of my favorites is when you give situational awareness tips. One particular area of vulnerability I thought of is when a man, or especially a woman, is leaving a store with her infant or small, small toddler, and they have to get them buckled in a car seat. It can take some time and get the, to get them in and buckled properly. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what someone can do in that situation 
to ensure their and their child's safety first and their shopping bag second. I've covered this on numerous shows going way back. We always yeah. talk about how right. vulnerable this is. So, so David Bell from EXP Realty, if you had listened to the show from the beginning like Robin did and memorized them, you wouldn't be asking this question. <laughs> but since you did, by the way, David, I can't remember what we covered on last week's show. Right. That's so sure. I'm allowed to criticize you because I'm a little slow. So listen, first thing is the best rule in the world to follow would be not to go alone with children. There's power in numbers. Yeah. But you'd have to work as a team. Even two moms, and I'm not I'm not being sexist, I'm not knocking women. I'm just, a lot of times, the majority of times, the women are the ones that are hauling the kids or whatever, right? Because the husbands make believe they have to go to work so they don't have to do it, right? Right. So mom says, I'm taking the kids shopping. Much better with two women, but that's only going to work if the two women work as a team or the two people work as a team, where one is watching while the other, you know, Sandy, you strap uh, Egbert and uh, Rockhead in, and I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll stand at the back of the car until you come over to help me, right. like a tag team thing, right? Yeah, right, right. Well, it doesn't always happen that way. What'll happen is each person will go to one side of the car, and strap the, kid the kids in, in <laughs> yeah, exactly. and both of their backs are exposed, which is normal because right, we always, right. we, we never plan for the worst, right? right of course. Okay, so a couple of things to minimize accidents or incidents you should always load your kids into the car seat first make sure they are buckled in securely before you take your eyes off them all right inside the vehicle david is the safest place for your child as you load your car that is the best place to do it we we i had a video a while ago remember sandy where the woman was unloading the bags and a guy walked by and pulled her kid right out of the shopping yep, cart right. and ran with the kid yep Okay, because you turn 180, 90 degrees, and somebody's walking by, they grab your kid and run. Good luck, especially if you're a, a woman with heels or a Sandy Berardi with heels. Right. All right, that could happen. That's right. And right now, and a lot of people aren't aware of it because the news plays it down and everybody else plays it down, is the human trafficking business is booming right Move now. along. Nothing to see here. Right, exactly. We just keep finding 30, 40 kids in trailers. Right. Uh, underage kids. And the news, it's not. It's on page 67. Right. Okay? It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, David, let's go back. So, inside the vehicle is the safest place. So... Pull your cart along the side of the car, take the Egbert out or blockhead, put the kid in the car, buckle them up, close the door, okay? Now, you can also, you can open the hatch of your vehicle and still lock the doors. Right. You can hit your remote so someone can't grab your kid from the side door, okay? So, because having a kid in a shopping cart at the back of a car is not only dangerous for abductions, they can also get hit by a car. Yeah, A car could come by and wing that carriage. And you get a shopping carriage winged by a car, even going five miles an hour, that kid could pass away. Oh, this yeah, this is a tragedy sure. waiting yeah. to happen. That's the okay? first, uh, the first uh, injury is going to be a head injury. Right. You're the doctor, so you would know that. So that's a very vulnerable position. So you have to teach your family members. You know what, what a good thing to do is, Sandy? So let's say you're parked between two cars and the kid is on the passenger side. The great, great, it sounds stupid, but back the cart between the two cars. Back the cart, open the back door, lift Egbert out, put Egbert in the seat, lock the kid in, close the door. Now your hatch should be opened already, and you can hit the door locks from your remote so someone can't grab your kid. Now you push the cart towards the rear of the vehicle, you make the right turn, and you unload all your bags. Now, you can be rude in a situation like this. If the cart return kiosk is 5,200 yards away, just leave the cart somewhere safely. I don't even wish if you leave it behind the car next to you because you've got kids in a car. Right. I'm giving you an out. Yeah. Me, I always bring the cart back to the cart kiosk because, A, I ain't with anybody, and, B, I'm fat. I need the exercise. <laughs> okay? So I'd rather push the cart and get it done. But you don't have to do that. They have people that collect the carts. Your family's safety is first, okay? Yeah, right. So when you're nav navigating parking lots with multiple kids in tow, that's also an added challenge, all right? You only have two hands to hold. And if it takes both of those hands to unload a toddler or a baby in the car seat, you have now you have, what if you have more than one kid, Sandy? Right. Okay, we only talked right. about one child right yeah. now, right? Right. 
So here's what I like to do. Use this trick to help manage multiple kids in parking lots. Take the oldest child out first and instruct them to put both hands on the car. That keeps them in a safe place while you unload the younger child. You can also use a similar strategy to teach older children to keep one hand on the stroller as you push it across a parking lot. But have them put their hands against the car fender on the side and say, little uh, Timmy, keep your hands right there. Mommy's got to put Egbert in the car seat. Now, mommy puts Egbert in the car seat, walk around, let Timmy jump in, and then you go in the back. You don't need those kids to help you until they're like 13, 14, helping age, and they're more aware of what's going on. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. Right. So these are the things you have to be careful with. Now, you also got to be careful. If your kid runs ahead of you in a parking lot, you have my permission to beat their ass into their next birthday. <laughs> because if a kid is less than three feet tall, there is no one in a car that is going to see them until it's too late. Yeah. All right. And how many times have we seen kids running ahead of their parents in parking lots oh, and stuff? It's constantly, right. Right. Yeah. I see people texting on their phone while and not watching is, yes. their kids right while their kid is running through the parking okay, lot okay get your head out of your ass talk about condition white yes and then if someone pulls out of a parking spot and runs the kid over it's the driver's fault automatically right. plus it's your your responsibility do you want that driver to live with that the rest of their lives Right. Because you were inept and you let your kid run ahead, and God forbid that kid got run over, you're gonna, you're, that person's gonna have to live with that. They didn't wake up that morning saying, "I wanted to run a kid over." Right. Okay. So these are the things you have to think about, Dave, when you're when you're in a parking lot. Also, for women, think about having your OC spray with you. Obviously, in New Jersey, we don't have carry permits. Uh, your OC spray should be in your weak hand, you know, your support hand, or it should be clipped to your belt or somewhere where you can access, e access it easily. You know, women a lot of times keep their keys in the purse. These new cars have these, uh, you know, sensors where the car doors unlock when you get close and everything. Right. Because a, a smart thing to do would also be is when you put Egbert in the car is throw your purse in the car, throw it on the floor on the back seat. Right. But make sure you have your keys in your hand. Yeah. There's, you know, you can't have your head in your ass when you're going through a transaction like this. You have to really think about yourself and your children and your family. You shouldn't just take it for granted. That's the difference with, between people who get to go home to their families at night and people who have to deal with tragedies. That is a great point. Right. You have to really think. So when you're still in the store, you think, all right, I got my kid here. I got my bags here. I got my keys in my hand. I got this. All right, here's what I got to do. Pull up, back up to your spot, put the kid in, throw your purse on the floor, close the door, lock those doors, you know, while, while unpopping the hatch before you do that. Put your stuff in, push the cart on the side or between the cars or in the front of the car or whatever. Get in the driver's seat, start your car up, lock your doors, back out of your spot or pull straight out of your spot. Go to the edge of the parking lot if you want with your foot on the brake and your door's locked. Then you can text your hubby or your wife, I'm on my way home. Put your phone back in a cup holder or whatever and proceed to drive home. That's how I would do it. All right? Did everybody get that? David, I hope you got that. This will be in my book as well. Working title. Read this, bitches, or I will seriously <laughs> F you up. Now you stuck the word seriously. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a very long subtitle. Read this, here. bitches, or I will seriously F you up. <laughs> okay? I like that. So I have a letter here from John. Uh, he re he says, if you recall, I me emailed you f before about being a liberal gun owner. I noticed the news of RGB's passing happened after your recording, so I figured you would cover it this week. Even as a liberal who would oppose Trump appointing someone, I can't see how the Republicans don't confirm someone immediately. Well, you hit that on, on the head. All incentives are for immediate confirmation before the election because the base doesn't care if they're being hypocrites. They care only about getting the court. And it is as of today, it appears McConnell has the votes. They do have the votes now. So, And both bases are hypocrites, by the way. He goes, so let's say Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed and she is quite pro-gun. What steps are required to get our concealed carry case in front of the court? I have secrets there. Do we need an entirely new case to be appealed up so that since the others were rejected? I figure this is a good item to bring up the show. Yes, John, we need a new case. And believe me, cases in various districts are being queued up as we speak right now. 
That's and, really and New Jersey being say. New Jersey, we are not at a shortage of new cases. Coming yeah, down it's got to be the right case, though. It's got to be the right plaintiff. It's got to be because you have to rely on New Jersey uh, appealing it. You have to rely on district courts. You have to, right. you know, appellate court. It's not an easy thing. It's a climb, and you got to have the right plaintiff. So, you know, don't be surprised if a bunch of state associations and a bunch of NRA affiliates don't get five, six, seven cases. Uh, in queue, hopefully in a year or two or three, one of those cases makes it to the Supreme's doorstep. Hopefully by then Roberts is golfing full time yeah, and right. we, we will see a case. And then he wrote, I do realize that the Magban case is, like, is po- likely poised to go to court and may be taken up quickly with five votes ready to hear and support a 2A case. Beyond just doing a reversal of Magbans, if they rule in such a way to require strict, strict scrutiny for evaluating Heller, what would that possibly force the Third Circuit to get rid of our permit system for handguns? No, it will not. This will it will be handled completely separate. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, uh, concealed carry permit is going to be something that the Supreme Court's going to have to handle a specific case. So, John, I covered it earlier between the Third Circuit and the Ninth Circuit. Now we have that we have the Ninth Circuit carry case in Hawaii, which could be the first case to go to the U.S. Supreme Court. Right now, it's in line to be the first case to go to Supreme Court. So uh, that could be the case that helps all of us. Yeah. Because, you know, New Jersey and everybody, they will all file uh, uh, briefs and all the other 2 way organizations. And he wrote, uh, I do like the idea of a court helping us with our draconian gun laws in New Jersey, but I don't believe abortion rights or LGBT rights are worth paying for. Uh, to get that. Hence, that's why I'm still voting for Biden. I'm going to strongly disagree with you on that. I don't think I don't think abortion and LGBT rights are going to be touched. Sandy, what do you no, feel about I don't, that? No, not at all. I, I don't think we're going to no. claw back any of that. Uh, um, so much of that you, you find, uh, you, you know, be coming from uh, John's perspective, so much of that is just hyperbole. You know, they've been saying these, it's just like with the with the uh, uh, a lot of the commercials you see right now that uh, whoever's going to destroy Social Security, they've been talking about that since the Kennedy administration. It's just not going to happen. Uh, abortion rights are safe. They've been safe. They're going to be safe forever. And uh, this, j- the same with the important social topics. I don't, I don't uh, you know, again... If you want to take the chance of voting for a guy who needs Aricept, who, who just to get out of out of bed in the morning, Biden will be president for forty five minutes. I, I don't, you know, I don't know. See, here's the problem with me with LGBT and abortion. It's never really been my area of focus. Mine either. or my wheelhouse. No. no, so I really can't give an educated answer to you, John, on that. But Napin's like, you know. The Second Amendment, the right to keep barrels, is stated in the Constitution, and we need someone like Trump to appoint more justices. So and, and that, to me, again, we're skewed. That is more Correct. important to us than anything else. To me, First Amendment, Second Amendment, more important to me than anything else. And, John, you know from listening to the show, I could really, at the abortion issue, uh, as a libertarian, what you do is your business. Right. The LGBTQ Everybody deserves the right to be happy. Absolutely. I could, I could or miserable. Really, or miserable. Yeah, I could give a shit. Uh, I don't care anything. I, I would joke all the time that if a giraffe came in here and wanted to shoot, if they were safe, respectful, and their credit card was approved, port six. Right. So I, right. I, exactly. I, Watch I your head. Care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. I get so many alternate lifestyle people here and... You know, I know it's cliche. I have friends, too. I really don't care. But I hope it doesn't happen that way. Now, Scott said, uh, to answer John, what's going on, obviously, to get a case to the Supremes. He wrote, strategic plans are already being developed for all contingencies. That's about as much as I can say about it at this time, except that we will be very disciplined about the timing of any moves so we do not risk getting a bad decision. Okay, it was a 50 50 crapshoot with Roberts. We knew that and we lost. So now everybody knows it's the race to the Supremes. Okay, and it's at what speed we can get these cases. So right now, uh, the mag ban in the third and the ninth, New Jersey and California are teed up 
really close. And the concealed carry case in the ninth with Hawaii is teed up. So those cases are leading right now. So, John, what you're going to have to see is <clears throat> we're going to have to see a case go to New, Jer New Jersey Superior Court first. You'll know because there's going to be like two cases at least hitting here and in a few other uh, district courts. So, But, John, keep fighting. Listen, we all love each other. That's how I feel. And I, th I think you got a better shot with Trump than you do with Biden. But and that's remember, just me. LGBTQ, there are, and, and again, I'm not a Republican. <laughs> there are plenty of gay Republicans. Mostly closet, though. <laughs> no, there aren't there no, a I'm lot kidding. of legislators? No, we have a lot. I'm just oh, kidding. Shit. I'm kidding. Yeah, but they, they are, but they don't want their neighbors to know, I guess, because they're sissies. Oh, wait, I can't say that. <laughs> Shit, John, sorry. They're not sissies. You they have no started, spine. John? They're you spineless. Do you see what you started? John, look what you did. I'm digging a hole here. They're <laughs> spineless. How's that? How's that? They're spineless. So, yeah, because, yeah, uh, again, hypocrites. Yeah. Hypocrites on both sides of the party. But I also think with this conservative majority, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, let's see what happens. Only time will tell. I'm just glad I'm going to be 60 soon and not 40. Uh, I'm done. Well, I'm looks done. like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gunfire Radio. Gunfire Radio is a kind of thick media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our uh, urinary retentive uh, <laughs> host, thank you very much for not peeing in your pants again this week. I got to uh, pee. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> Makes two of us close we old. Yes. Uh, we love you guys. See you next week. We love you in a non-gay way. In a non-gay <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> to go shine.